my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am wrapping up the Sisters Double Feature Part 3 with Season 8, Episode 8, Claire and Present Danger. This episode aired November 22nd, 1994, so literally right before... Thanksgiving of 94. In this episode, Danny asks the mother of Stephanie's friend Gia out on a date, causing Michelle to rebel. And (laughs) side plot, Joey is surprised when the French woman he asked out on a date arrives with her husband. Jesse is nervous about his first appearance with his new band. Well, I mean, it is your club, so I'm sure they feel like they have to clap. (laughs) <laughs> if they're not related to you. I'm kidding. Anyway, this episode's got a 7.0 out of 10, based on 230 ratings. Let's see who we got for guest stars. We have, returning, Andrea Abate, A-B-B-A-T-E, as Claire Gia's mom. Mahan, Claire Mahan, okay. We have Susan Vinciotti Bonito as Yvette. We have Frank Bruinbrook as Jacques. We have David Lipper as Viper. And of course, Marla Sokoloff as Gia. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers, the creator Jeff Franklin and Tom Amundsen. Oh, we got connections. Of course we do. Yep. Rebel Without a Cause, quote, you want to explain your Rebel Without a Hall Pass Act? And title reference, Clear and Present Danger, which had Harrison Ford in it, I believe. I'm trying to think of maybe that was a Tom Clancy book that was turned into a movie. Uh, Trivia. I... It was already part of the connection, basically the episode title, named after the clear and present danger. Let's see. Oh! <laughs> Interesting. Continuity. Kimmy said she got a D in French, but in high school she took Spanish. Well, you know, you, we, we, never, we never knew any of the other classes that Kimmy took. She could have been taking French on the side. We have no clue. All right, let's see. Are there any user reviews? There are not. All right, before I officially get into this episode, I want to tell all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new podcast listeners, who have just jumped aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, where you can listen. If you're listening right now, you're listening to one of the platforms, which is SoundCloud, or you're listening on iTunes. Those are the only two platforms that are offering my podcast. 
Also, for those out there that want to reach out to the podcast, there are two ways. You can email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com or you can go on Facebook and search the Full House or Fuller House podcast page. The Oh My Lanta Holy Tulipits page will pop up. You can like it. You can follow it so you know what episodes I'm doing each month. I don't go in order of episode by episode or season by season. I do episodes based on themes. It could be a two-episode double feature. One month could be a series of four episodes or three episodes. It just depends on what I'm planning to do. I did not too long ago release a mini episode listing the series of episodes I have for the upcoming 2023 year. Now also be aware that that is not 100% set in stone. Sometimes I do have to shuffle things around based on what's going on in my life, my work schedule. So sometimes if I say I'm going to do this this month and I have to uh, Sometimes if I want to do a series of four episodes and it turns out I can't, so I have to do a double feature, which is two episodes for a month. It just really, really depends. Also, if you listen to that mini episode, you are aware that at the end of 2023, I will be wrapping up the Full House portion of the Fuller House, Full House, Fuller House portion. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry, guys, it's like 830 in the morning. So, yeah, I will be wrapping up the Full House portion of the Full House, Fuller House podcast. And then in 2024, I'll be wrapping up the Fuller House portion. So, concluding the podcast. Now, just because I've completed both shows does not mean the podcast is over. I have some fun bonus material. I have Full House Stephanie books I can cover, compilation, mini episodes to do, fun little behind-the-scenes Things that I found on YouTube, little Full House PSAs. So the podcast is not going to be coming to an end. But I can't guarantee that it's going to be every single week after I'm done completing both shows. If anything, it'll probably be a couple times a month to kind of stretch everything out. So another thing about this podcast is when I created this podcast... First of all, I wanted to do this because I absolutely love the show. I grew up with the show, and I was so blown over when I found out that Fuller House was going to actually be a thing. So, there are a few Full House podcasts out there. However, not all of them are family-friendly. I wanted to be that option for those that have grown up with the show and are introducing their children to the show for for the first time. I wanted to be a safe space where parents could enjoy listening to the podcast about the episodes and also my own thoughts, you know, growing up watching the show and just re-watching it again as an adult. I wanted that to be free of inappropriate content, no F-bombs or anything like that. There is one other Full House podcast that is an Ears of All Ages podcast out there. It's called What's This Full House? And it is a one-host podcast. Believe it or not, there really aren't that many one-host podcasts out there. 
So when I started podcasting in 2016 with Punky Brewster, I was really unsure. I didn't know if I could do this. I didn't know if anyone would listen. I surely at that time in February of 2017 did not think that fast forward six years later, I will have would have completed three different shows, Punky Brewster, The Wonder Years, and Silver Spoons. As of uh, next year, Full House and Fuller House. But I've enjoyed doing this along the way. And I enjoy all of knowing that all of you listeners, whether you've just tuned in in the last year, the last six months, or you've been with me for the long haul since 2017, listening to all of my podcasts. I want to thank you. I want to tell you how much I appreciate that. It really means the world to me. The only thing um, I ask is, you know, I don't do Patreon. The only thing I ask is if you got a moment and you haven't yet and you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, leave a review. All five-star reviews do get the podcast noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. All right. So, without further ado, let's jump into... The last episode in the Sisters Double Feature Part 3, Claire and Present Danger. (laughs) But of course we get to see the adorable cold open first. Sometimes these cold opens, they actually have something to do with the episode, they kind of tie into it. Sometimes they're just like a 30 second or less clip of which is, you know, turns into a beautiful, fun little nugget of a extra scene for us to enjoy. So, let's find out. So, the cold open has Nikki, Alex, and Becky. And she's feeding them Jello. And she says, be careful, it's moving. And the, the twin in the yellow shirt is jiggling a piece of Jello on a spoon and it plops right on the floor. Like, oh yeah, Danny's gonna love that mess. I love Lori Laughlin interacting with these kids. Because we have the other one in stripes. And he says, it's, it wiggles all the way down. And she says, it wiggles all the way down. <laughs> so one is wearing yellow and the other one is wearing blue and yellow stripes. And the boys get out of their chairs and they start like wiggling from side to side. Joey comes in wearing a Detroit jersey with a hockey stick. I guess he was playing roller hockey because he has rollerblades with him. And he comes in, and this is season eight Joey, lion's mane of hair. He's like, ooh, Watootsie. Joey says, I met the most amazing woman at the park today. Well, as he opens the fridge to pull out a drink, he said, well, I mean, actually, I didn't, like, meet her. I kind of crashed into her. I'm like... Joey, that poor woman, you crashed into her on your rollerblades, ugh. And Becky says, and she's amazing because she didn't have you arrested. And Joey says, well, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful, Joey, you're going to have so much to talk about, Knots. Because he says, she's a wonderful woman, and all she speaks is French. I'm like, Joey, do you even know how to speak? how to speak French? I mean, (laughs) that bottle of water that he pulled out of the fridge must be glass because when he knocked it against the uh, top of his hockey stick, I heard a clinking sound. 
So, he managed to get a date with this woman, and he says, also, I think she's bringing a friend named Marie along. Becky says, oh, two babes in one night? And she kind of smacked him on the on the shoulder. Oh, you devil, you. Joey says, yeah, I know, I love this. It's like a double date and the other guy's got, a, got the flu. Like, <laughs> this is just going to go so south. So fast. Yeah, Becky even says, you better brush up on the old Francais. He's going to study his old French tapes, meaning Pepe Le Pew. I don't think that's going to help you much. Or at all, really. We've all seen Pepe Le Pew. He did come under some fire not too long ago about his uh, approaches um, on that poor cat. I mean, he was always coming on to that cat and covering her in kisses, and she kept, like, trying to get away. I swear there was an episode where the cat turned the table on Pepe Le Pew and started going after him, and he, like, freaked out. It's like he likes the chase, but not the... when, uh... but not the catch when it's reversed and put on him. Joey with this Pepe Le Pew impression... tabletop hockey with like little mini hockey sticks and I see like Michelle is leaning way too over and Stephanie's on the other end of the coffee table she's bent over but it's like Michelle is in a standing position and she's leaning way over I'm like no that's cheating to me Looks like Michelle got a goal. She says, okay, that ties it up. And I like how Stephanie says, hey, Michelle, you're finally getting good enough to make this fun. Michelle, it's all with this mini kid trash talk here. Like, you want fun? Get ready to lose. Uh, I like how they, like, put their sticks up and go, one, two. And then the doorbell rings and Stephanie's like, well, that's G. I gotta go by. Stephanie has a... Well, Michelle asks, wait, wait a minute, what about our game? And Stephanie says, well, Ty goes to the oldest. That would be me. And Michelle, I like how she, she says, just wait till I'm the oldest. And then she kind of thinks on it, like, oh, 
I just said something stupid that made no sense. the door she is there with her overnight bag and her sleeping bag and in comes Gia's mom Mrs. Mayhan. Danny like leaps off the couch I don't think they've seen each other since that whole season eight episode three making out is hard to do episode <clears throat> when Danny had to go over there and uh, get Stephanie Danny's being really over the top right now because Gia says, oh, Mr. Tanner, you know my mom, Claire. And Danny's like, oh, Claire, 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 Claire. I'm like, okay, enough, enough. And he says who could forget Claire as he shakes her hand. And Gia's mom says, oh, thank you for letting Gia stay over. And Danny is just like so speechless. He just smiles and nods like he's, he's taking in her beauty. And... Stephanie says, oh, Gia, we're going to have the best time. I rented a Keanu Reeves movie. And she says, she asks, which one? And Stephanie says, who cares? He takes his shirt off. So after the girls head upstairs, Danny does his best to ask Claire out for coffee. And being that she works in a coffee house, he's like, do you want to uh, maybe go out for coffee? And she's like, well, well, he even well, he asked like, "Do you uh, like coffee?" He says, "Yeah, you know, Danny, I work in a coffee shop, so you know, I I make coffee, and you know, I serve coffee, and I drink coffee, and I, you know, I pretty much have coffee coming out of my ears." I'm surprised he didn't just say, "Hey, why don't you come into the kitchen? I'll make you a cup of coffee." But maybe it's more nice. This is like. Him attempting to ask someone out for something as simple as coffee. So it's not like he's taking her out to eat or anything like that. It's just, let's go somewhere for coffee. Because I guess if they were to have that in the kitchen, would it really even be considered like even a mini date? Or maybe just a sit down? Who knows? I give props to Danny for trying. Because this is the first... Because... Claire isn't going to be a huge, huge... We do get a mention of her in another episode where, you know, during the Valentine's Day episode, Danny is talking about wanting to do something special for Valentine's Day for Claire. But after that, it's like we don't... Maybe it just, it just doesn't work out. It's never explained. So we see Stephanie and Gia have been watching this entire exchange. And Stephanie says, did my dad just ask your mom out on a date? And Gia says, nah, they're just going out for coffee. And Stephanie says, at their age, that's a date. <laughs> hey, Steph. Hey, Gia. Oh, hey, Mrs. Mayhan. Hey. Mrs. Mayhan? Hey, Mr. Tanner. You remember my mom, Claire? Claire. Claire, Claire, Claire. Of course. Who could forget Claire? <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> Thank you for letting Gia stay over. Gia, we are going to have such a cool time. I rented a Keanu Reeves movie. Cool, which one? Who cares? He takes off his shirt. <laughs> you 
I just had kind of a, a wacky, uh, nutty idea. You, you, uh, like coffee? Well, uh, you know, Danny, I work in a coffee shop, so I make coffee, and I serve coffee, and I drink coffee, and I think you could say I have coffee coming out of my ears. Well, if you can make cream come out of your nose, we're in business. <laughs> okay, can I get you a cup? Sure, why not? Cool. <laughs> let's, let's go. Okay. Okay. Did my dad and your mom just go on a date? Now nah, they're just going out for coffee. At their age, that's a date. <laughs> So I gotta ask, is there anything, I mean, because we're in the next scene with Viper and DJ, now that Danny's fine with them dating, all we ever see them do is kiss, or, in, in this episode, argue. Um, we'll get to that in a moment, but I'm just like, there really does not seem to be a whole lot, <laughs> I don't know. At least DJ and Steve, they went out, they did things, they went out for pizza, they did this. I mean, just because we don't see Viper and DJ doing those things, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's older than she is. It just seems like, I guess what I'm just trying to say is there's not anything to this relationship, if you can call it that. Viper's, of course, got the ripped jeans. The jeans are ripped so far up his leg. It's just, why not just wear shorts? So, Jesse comes in, bops Viper on the head with the no newspaper, and DJ's like, oh, Uncle Jesse, we were just, and Jesse says, kissing on the couch? And she says, yeah, basically. Jesse's sideburns are really, they are ratty. In season eight, I don't know, I don't really, Jesse's hair is okay, but it's been much better in earlier seasons. I don't, I mean, the sideburns even were a lot better. They just look overgrown, like you need to man trim up your face or some or your sideburns at least. Get a haircut, something. Yeah, he's reading an article in a newspaper that says, can Jesse Katsopoulos make a comeback? So he also states how Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets are, have a sold out concert. Of course, it's at his club, so... Viper only cares. Oh, did they mention me? And Jesse says, yeah, they mentioned all the the monkey puppets. And Jesse is just floored. I mean, just like in the last episode, he is worried about getting old and things just not hitting the same as they used to when he was on the road and with his band. Now it's, can Jesse Katsopoulos make a comeback? I didn't know I went away. It's like, well, you haven't been with the... I didn't even think it was that relevant enough to even get his name in the paper in regards to his band. That they cared enough, like, oh, remember when Jesse was with the Rippers? Oh, yeah, now he's got a new band. I mean, <laughs> I just... I don't see how he's relevant enough to wind up in the newspaper. But then again, it's a, probably a city paper. Now Jesse's, like, pacing the living room, like, what, now a guy switches bands and now all of a sudden he's a has-been? Well, you did get replaced. You're not a has-been. You've been replaced by Barry Williams. Everyone loves Barry because he was Greg Brady. So it's like Jesse's trying to convince himself, oh, we're going to be great, you know, unless we're, we suck or we bite. He's, like, asking rhetorical questions to... The air, I guess, because Viper and DJ are reading the article. And this is what 
prompts an argument. He does. He does need to stop talking to himself. So he's like, yeah, talking to myself is fine. Answering myself is a whole nother ballgame. You know, I'm going to just go into the kitchen and leave myself alone. Hello. Jesse, we were just up. Kissing on the couch? Basically, yeah. Take a breath and check this out. Look at this. Can Jesse Katsopoulos make a comeback? Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppet scheduled to appear at a sold-out concert at the Smash Club. Can you believe this? Do they mention me? Yeah, they mention all the monkey puppets. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this. Can I make a comeback? I didn't know I went away, you know? Guy switches bands and all of a sudden he's a has-been. Ah, oh, what am I saying? We're gonna be great. Unless, of course, we bite. No, we're not going to bite. They're going to be terrific. The band sounds great. Now, what if the band's not ready? See, that's that's the problem. If the band's not ready... i got to stop talking to myself. Oh, talking to myself's okay. Answering myself, that's the problem. I'm just going to go in the kitchen and basically leave myself alone. So here we go. DJ and Viper are reading the paper or the article she flips the page and she looks at viper and asks oh were you finished and he immediately gets upset thinking she thinks that he's stupid that he's not as fast of a reader as she is this is really okay <laughs> this ties into and i really regret that i did this that i acted this way because this is no way for a 25 year old to act especially so, okay, here's what happened. The last Harry Potter book came out, right? And dragged my new husband to... It was literally right after we came back from our honeymoon. Dragged him to a midnight release of the last Harry Potter book. One book. We're both reading it. And the thing is, he's not a reader. But he's read the rest of the six Harry Potter books. And why I say six, I'll get to that. So I noticed that his bookmark is farther along than mine. I get angry because he's ahead of me. Granted, it took me from July to September to finish that book. So much filler. The chapters were like 30 to 45 pages long. It was insane. Anyway, I get angry at the fact that he has gotten ahead of me. And I asked him, like, either to slow down or wait until I catch up. <laughs> he doesn't even finish it. He's like, no, I'm done. You read the book. And he's never touched that Harry Potter last book, ever. I mean, granted, I told him it's a lot of it is filler. But it's, it's a good, the last Harry Potter book is good. It's amazing. But it's just, as you get further along in the Harry Potter book series, it just feels, especially Goblet of Fire onward, the chapters get longer, there's a lot more, it just, it just felt like stuff that just, it dragged, it dragged in areas, but I mean, it was, they're good books, I've read them only, I've read the first book twice, because I know I've wanted in the last decade and a half, to pick those books back up again because I read them from I believe it was two th from 2000 to 2007 but I didn't actually own a copy of the Harry Potter books 
until I picked up the fifth one. And then I've got five, six, and seven because Jeremy had uh, books one through four. So I didn't need to get the other ones. But I do have my own actual box set of the paperbacks. It's just, it's easier. My other ones are in storage. It's just, it's easier to carry a paperback than a hardcover. I just, looking back at it now, just how stupid I was to be angry or not really angry, just kind of trivial about it. And I just, I feel so stupid now looking at, like, that was the most senseless, and it wasn't even an argument. I was just irritated. I was like, why are you going for Why are you reading the books? Where are you going to be done before I am? Blah, 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 blah. No, this just turns into an argument with Viper. He's thinking that DJ doesn't think he's smart because he's not a fast, you know, as fast of a reader as she is. It's like you're reading an article. I don't even think that <laughs> that article would be that long. Are they covering Jesse's? Toward, you know, chronicling his musical career from that time onward through everything that he's done. Seems like he wasn't really noticeable until, like, he got picked up with Fat Fish Music. He made the video forever with the Beach Boys. Then he went to Tokyo. Then he came back. He got dumped by the Rippers. That Barry Williams picked them up, made them a huge overnight success. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Because she's like, oh, are you done? He's like, well, what do you mean? And she says, oh, I didn't know if you read as fast as I do. He looks at her. Are you saying I'm a slow reader? Now, she, she, that's she didn't have to say, like, uh, all she had to say, oh, are you done? Do you want me to go back? That, she didn't say, she, she didn't necessarily have to say, oh, I didn't know if uh, you're as fast a reader as I am. And that's the thing, even with my reading history lately as of this year, I'd been in a really bad slump in the beginning of the year that really took me months to try to recover from. And it, 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 it just seems like when you read, a, especially to kick off the year, like the first book you read of the year almost feels like it sets the tone for how the rest of the reading year for you will go. And anyway, I used to be able to read at least like four on occasional. So I, one time I swear I read 10 books in a month. I have no idea how that happened with my, you know, work schedule and all that. I think maybe it was when I, maybe it was when I was head COVID. I don't know. But anyway, now it's just like getting to the point where it's like, I'll read as little as I want to or as much as I want to. It's not like I'm trying to keep up with anyone. I'm setting my own Goodreads challenge where I set it for five books. Once I get to book four, increase it another five. So that's just what I do. But it's like, hey, if I only read two books this month, okay. If I only read three, not a big deal. If I read, you know, four or five or more, congratulations to me. But I'm not trying to set myself up for trying to. <laughs> it, just, it just amazes me, like, some people, because I have a couple Facebook uh, book groups that I join, and just a lot of the books that people will show over the course of the month, like, here's all the books I read for this month. And I'm like... 
wow. And the thing is, it doesn't matter whether you're a fast reader or, you know, a slow reader or however. It's like, enjoy the book. It's not the amount of books you read. It's the enjoyment you get from the story. If you're just reading to read, are you really getting anything out of the story itself? You're just looking to increase your number of books read? I don't know. But Viper just feels like this is an insult to his intelligence. Like, yeah, and she says, well, look, some, it's, no, I'm not. I'm just saying some people read fast and others read faster. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry that I don't read as faster as you. Like that. She feels like she's offended him because she's like, did, did I say something wrong? And he, gosh, he's just giving her the hardest look. She says, no. He says, no, but I know what you're thinking. And she asks, like, well, would you care to maybe fill me in on this? Because I feel like this is really one-sided. Here we go. He says, yeah, you think just because you're going to college and I didn't that I'm not as smart as you. It's like, no, 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 no. He's getting... Getting all of this just from the fact that she flipped a page and asked if he was done with it yet. Okay, guys, do me a favor. Don't try to read something with somebody at the same time because odds are somebody's going to get angry that the other person's jumping ahead or the other one's not speeding up enough. Just don't do that. <laughs> Sounds like a headache involved. Too, too much of a headache for those involved to deal with that. And she's like, no, I don't think that at all. You know, I didn't know you were so insecure about this whole college thing. Oh, he's just making no sense. He's like, I'm not insecure. Maybe you're a, little, you're a little too secure. She just is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why does she feel like she's the mature one right now? And he's, I don't know. I just, I'm not hating on Viper, but I'm not a fan of him. I'm sorry I never took logic in college. She's not even in college yet. She's in high school. Dude, calm yourself. Calm it. He's like, I gotta go. And he just jumps up from the couch like it's butts up fire and just hightails it to the door. And poor DJ's sitting like, what is happening? What did I do say? Um, yeah. I gotta go rehearse. A biting last remark as he walks out. She says, well, I got something to read. I'm going to do it really fast. Oh, were you finished? What do you mean? I just didn't know if you read as fast as I do. You saying I'm a slow reader? No. Some people read fast and other people read faster. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't read as faster as you. Did I say something wrong? No, but I know what you're thinking. Well, would you like to tell me? Because I'm really not sure. Yeah, yeah. You think that just because you're going to go to college and I didn't, that I'm not as smart as you. I don't think that at all. I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were so insecure about this college thing. I am not insecure. Maybe you're just a little too secure. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I never took logic in college. Just forget it. I got to go rehearse. <sighs> Fine. I have something to read. And I'm going to do it really fast. So now we're upstairs in Stephanie and Michelle's room. We have Stephanie and Gia sitting at the table. And flipping through magazines. 
Oh, Michelle looks on, sitting on her bed with Comet hanging out there. So, apparently Stephanie thinks, because she's looking at, a like, a fashion magazine with the girl's got teased hair, black lipstick, and a leather jacket. Like, oh my gosh, Gia, what would your mom do if she, if you walked out of the house looking like this? Because apparently in 1994, that was as Dark as you could get, goth-wise. And Gia laughs and says, Nothing, she'd be unconscious on the floor. Michelle wants in so bad. She just wants to, you know, and I can kind of see where she's had her sisters. It's not so much, I think it's the fact that she and Stephanie share a room. And, you know, they're hanging out. We got to see them play a game, and now Stephanie would rather hang out with her friend Gia. Well, it just, it kind of, it makes me think of when Stephanie would always kind of trail after DJ and Kimmy wanting to do what they want to do. Michelle actually goes up to Gia, <laughs> all innocent, like, oh, can I see? So Stephanie turns Michelle down, saying, oh, Michelle, this, this isn't really for you. It's one thing for Stephanie to say that, but Gia is like, oh, little Michelle, this is a little far over your head. One day you'll understand. And Michelle comes back with, and one day you still won't. Oh, she says, why don't you go read one of your baby books, Michelle? And, oh, I'm thinking of something else, some other episode with Gia and Michelle, where, oh, it's a little over your head, Michelle. One day you'll understand. And she says, well, one day you still won't. So, Michelle says to Gia, well, why don't you just go? She doesn't want Gia. The, and, and the thing is, I'm like, would you tolerate your friend talking to your younger sibling like that? I'd be like, Stephanie, rein your friend in. Run your friend in. I'd be like, if they were, if I were Michelle, I'd be like, hey, this is my room. You don't speak to me this way. But no, Michelle can handle her herself here. Whoa, check this out. Teased hair, leather jacket, black lipstick. What would your mom say if you walked out of the house like that? Nothing. She'd be unconscious. <laughs> hey, can I see? Uh, Michelle, this isn't really for you. Why don't you go read one of your baby books? Why don't you just go? So, Danny comes home singing To Be Close to You, the Carpenter song. So, Danny comes into the girls' room and it's like, oh, you girls are still up? I'm sure it's like 10 o'clock at night. And Stephanie turns and says, hey, what do you crazy kids get up to tonight? And I like how Danny pulls the chair out and he turns it around and sits, uh, Backwards in it. He's like, yeah, it was really interesting. We were in the coffee shop, Claire and I. We shared a piece of lemon meringue pie. And he says, well, it was pretty perfect because Claire likes the lemon part. And I like, you know, me and meringue. <laughs> Gia is, I don't know this expression on her face. Just like she's either interested or pretending to be interested. Or maybe she's learning something new about her mom she's never learned. But like, oh, really? My mom likes pie? I didn't. Lemon? Really? Hmm, interesting. 
Uh, yeah, he's noticed a poster on the wall of this coffee shop that had a monster truck and tractor pull thing. And Danny says, Gia, it's amazing. Your mom is so just crazy and spontaneous that she actually talked me into going to it. Girl, slow your roll. <laughs> Gia's like, so are you like you and my mom dating? And it's like, they just went out for coffee, sweetie. Don't jump the gun just yet. Danny says, I... I wouldn't exactly call it dating. I mean, they went out on a coffee date. Apparently from, you know, I flipped through TikTok and just seeing stuff about... I would not want to be someone who's dating in this day and age because it sounds like it's more difficult and problematic than it's even worth. Back then, you go out on a couple dates, bing, bang, boom, it's like... You're dating. Or, oh, you can't, you're in a relationship. I don't know. It just, the way that movies portrayed re relationships and it's like, it, it just felt like even TV shows and just movies, it's like, oh, they kissed once, they're in a relationship. Oh, they kissed, they're in a relationship, they're going to get married. It just, it, it just felt like so much of it just felt like insta-love back then, where in reality, that's not really how it goes, but he says, you know, I'm, uh, we went out for coffee, and I am going to take her to the Smash Club tomorrow night, so. He says, well, technically, I wouldn't, and then he thinks about, hey, I'm dating. He's like, have you asked her that? You might want to make sure, I mean, the whole what did DTR define the relationship or whatever wasn't even a thing back then in the 90s? Just basically assume the other person feels exactly the same way you do. It's like, no, we're in a relationship now. We kissed, we on on a couple dates, we're in a relationship. He is beaming and it is so nice to see him getting back out there after breaking off the engagement with Vicky. And he leaves the room continuing to sing the lyrics to Close to You. To be close to you on the day that you were... Hey, you guys are still awake? So, what did you two crazy kids do tonight? <laughs> Actually, it was very interesting. Claire and I were just sitting in a coffee shop. We were sharing a piece of lemon meringue pie. It was really perfect, too, because Claire loves lemon part, and, well, you know me and meringue. <laughs> anyway, there was this poster on the wall for this, uh, you know, this monster truck and tractor pull show. So to make a long story short. Too late for that. <laughs> it's amazing, Gia. Your mom is so crazy and spontaneous. She actually talked me into going to it. So are you and my mom, like, dating? Well, I, I wouldn't exactly call it dating. We went out tonight for coffee, and I am going to take her to the Smash Club tomorrow night. But, you know, technically, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm dating. <laughs> Well, good night, girls. Good night, Dad. <laughs> so they sprinkled moon dust in your hair. <laughs> so after Danny leaves, Stephanie turns to Gia and says, Wow, this is serious. And Gia can't believe it either. She's like, My mom and your dad? Yeah, and even Stephanie's like, Oh my gosh, can you imagine if they really hit it off and they get married? Yeah, and they slap high five at the idea of being sisters. Michelle's heart is literally just breaking as she sees this. Yeah, and this is all stuff she Michelle is hearing is like she probably would, would want to do with her sister. 
Because they're like, oh my gosh, we can stay up late, we can push our beds together, we can tell secrets that no one else understands. Yeah, and Michelle finally speaks up. She's like, hey, wait a second, this is my room too. Gia is 110% out of line. She says, oh, don't worry, little Michelle, we'll find a place for you. I wouldn't, ugh. Yeah, she says, we'll find a place for you, little Michelle. It's a big house. And Stephanie says, oh, hey, you want to sneak down for a midnight snack, sis? And Gia, like, lightly punches Stephanie in the arm. She's saying, oh, you read my mind, sis. I just, I, I do. I feel for Michelle here because it's almost like, I don't think, honestly, it got to that point with DJ and Kimmy and Stephanie feeling like that. But you definitely feel for Michelle. If you think about it, she and Michelle have only been sharing a room since season four. And yes, there is an age gap, but there was also an age gap between DJ and Stephanie. And Stephanie is just over the moon. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so great if this is going to be like, it's going to be like this all the time if my dad and your mom get married. They're not. They will never. This is serious. My mom and your dad... Steph, this is so cool. Yeah. I mean, what if they really hit it off and get married? How great would that be? We'd be sisters. <laughs> we could share the same room, stay up late, put our beds together, and share secrets that no one would understand. I know it's going to be Wait special. a second. This is my room, too. Don't worry, little Michelle. We'll find a place for you. It's a big house. <laughs> hey, you want to sneak down for a midnight snack, sis? You read my mind, sis. <laughs> This is so great. It's gonna be like this all the time if my dad and your mom get married. I know, so, it's so fun. So, looks like it's the next day, and Stephanie, Gia, and Michelle are coming down the stairs into the kitchen. Becky's cutting up apple slices, and Stephanie asks, well, she's pretty much talking to Gia, who's practically wearing a crop top with sleeves. That's exposing a lot of stomach. She's like, oh, what are you going to wear to the Smash Club tonight? And Michelle says, I'm thinking my sunflower dress. I, ugh, I do not like Gia. I don't, ugh, I don't like her in Full House. I surely don't like her in Fuller House. She's a thousand times worse. She talks down to Michelle. Like, little Michelle, she was talking to me. No, I'm sorry. That one, I'm like, hey. This is my house. You don't speak to me that way. And Stephanie needs to be sticking up. I mean, Michelle can defend herself, but it's like, Stephanie, would you really think that DJ would put up with, I don't know. I, I don't know. Man, of course, I probably am reading too much on this, but it just, it angers me. It irritates me beyond belief. And I like how Michelle gets her back with saying, she crooks her finger at Stephanie, like, come closer and says, in that case, speak slowly and don't use big words. And Gia says, oh, I don't know what I'm going to wear, but definitely it's going to be something totally hot. I'm like, girl, you are 13. You don't need to be dressing hot for anyone or yourself. I mean, come on. Why are they doing this to these teenagers? Even Stephanie and how they're having her dress now. And I'm just like, this is just disgusting. And, of course, Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, me too, definitely, I want to dress hot. 
And Gia says, oh, bad move, Steph. The last thing my mom wants in her life is another kid like me. That, honestly, I could not see that working out at all between Danny and Claire to that regard that they get married. That would be a big, you're moving into a house with a lot of people and it's just, mm, the house has already got enough people. It's got like 10 people in it already. And Becky's been here the whole time hearing this and she tells Michelle, Michelle, I think your sunflower dress is going to look terrific. This is after Stephanie and Gia have left. And it seems like Michelle, the only way she can get attention, her... It's like she wants to be accepted by Stephanie and Gia to feel included. So she's like, thanks, Aunt Becky, but I'm thinking of a whole new look. Yeah. Think black leather jacket and teased hair and lipstick. Think Sandy from Greece at the end of the movie. Boom. She was talking to me. In that case, speak slowly and don't use big words. I'm not sure what I'm going to wear, but all I know is going to be something totally hot. Me too. Bad move, Steph. We want to get our folks together. The last thing my mom wants in her life is another kid like me. Michelle, I think that your sunflower dress is going to look terrific. Thanks. But I'm thinking about a whole new look. The smile on Michelle's face as we cut to commercial is just she's envisioning exactly what she wants to do. See, this is... Even with a new band, it's still... The songs are very ballady. Because Jesse and Viper are on the couch. They both have guitars. It looks like Jesse's been writing a song. I don't know whether this is a duet with Viper and Jesse, but of course, here comes DJ. Oh, yeah. he Jesse's like, okay, that was perfect. Next time, do it better. And Viper's like, Jess, look, relax, all right? It's going to be great. We've been doing this song all day. I'm burnt out. I have barely any energy to get through tonight's concert if we keep going. And it's almost like Viper has to give Jet like pass Jesse this confidence by saying, look, Jess, we're going to be great tonight. All right. It's going to be fine. Just take breath. It's going to be fine. We got this. They played polka music in the last episode. When they didn't know it, except for Viper. They, seriously? And you're worried about the Smash Club, a place that you own, Jesse. Of course they're going to feel obligated to clap. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be great, but still. And Jesse's like, yeah, you got nothing to worry about, Viper. I'm the one who apparently is uh, trying to make a comeback here. You just got to say, hi, I'm a, I'm a monkey puppet. So many worst outfits, I'll have to narrow them all down. DJ wearing a white turtleneck with a blue set of overalls. This is where she comes into the living room. 
So she grabs her backpack by the couch, or by the coffee table, which is right where Viper's sitting, and she just kind of gives him a look, and Jesse sees this exchange between the two of them. He's like, let me guess here, you guys aren't talking. And DJ, to her credit, says, why say anything if everything I say that comes out of my mouth is going to get twisted into something I didn't say? Here we go, Viper's like, are you saying I'm twisted? And, of course, I like how DJ's like, see? See? It's it. Example right here. And Jesse's like, alright, so you guys are basically talking, but you're not making any sense. As DJ heads upstairs. And Jesse sits down next to Viper, and Viper's all like, Jess, she thinks I'm insecure because I didn't go to college. DJ's not even in college. She's still in high school. Are you forgetting that fact? Why are you acting more immature than she is? She's a teenager. You're probably 21 years old. And let me tell you, when he reprises his role in the reunion episode of season two of Fuller House, uh, <laughs> his life didn't get any better. It got... Yeah, he, he winds up, like, working at a footlocker and buying beer for his underage boss. His life got progressively worse as he got older because of the choices he made. And I think Viper's just angry because what he's accusing DJ of thinking is actually what he himself is thinking about himself. You would, I mean, it's like, Viper, you would not be so angry if she were speaking so, she's not even saying any truth. You're putting words in her mouth. But you wouldn't be doing that if there weren't some shred of doubt in your mind. Or some truth to what's coming out of your mouth. Jesse's like, well, are you? And he's like, yeah. And then he realizes, like, wow, I really blew up at her. I should, like, apologize or something. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly with the doctor love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Isn't that Mr. One of the Beach Boys is referred to as, like, Dr. Love? or No, it's Mike Love. Anyway, whatever. Um, He's like, look, take <laughs> some advice from Dr. Love, Viper. Oh, he's like, yes, you're on the right track with the apology. However, why don't you sweeten it by showing that you have a sense of humor? This is going to go south so fast. I feel it. Get her a silly gift. Sure. Can we say, I don't, I mean, in the years that we've known DJ, she isn't one for silly gifts. Has, did Steve ever give her a silly gift? No. I mean, if you call that Daytona Beach University sweatshirt for a Christmas gift a silly gift, then sure. Something silly to show you, show her that you care. Oh, and look who comes rolling in right behind as Jesse says, that, my friend, is the thing that women can't get enough of. Becky, oh my gosh, everyone is wearing something that's just totally... Not good on them. She's wearing a Pooh Brown shirt. And I don't mean like Winnie the Pooh Brown. And then some matching brownish overalls. I'm like, why are they dressing her like that? She's an attractive lady. You're making her look schlumpy. That's the thing that women love. Uh-huh. I bet they do. Becky, of course, makes her presence known. Like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I, I missed some of that. Can you feel free to fill me in here about women can't, what they can't get enough of, what they love? And Jesse's like, yeah, right. Like, I'm going to tell you. Like, 
You don't know, do you? So Becky just turns around and leaves. She's wearing the color of... Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, Jesse and Viper go back to singing Longing for Home, if that's the name of the song or whether that's the chorus or part of the song. I don't know. Excellent. Let's try it again this time. Do it better. Jess, relax. Come on. We've been doing this all day. We're going to be fine tonight. Trust me. we got nothing to worry about. Yeah, well, maybe you got nothing to worry about, but you're not the one making a comeback. All you're doing is making a high of a monkey puppet. <laughs> hey, Deej. Hi, Uncle Jesse. Wild guess. You guys aren't talking. <laughs> Why say something if everything I say gets twisted into something I didn't say? Are you saying I'm twisted? See? I'm sure you guys are talking, you're just not making any sense. I don't know what to do, Jess. She thinks I'm insecure because I didn't go to college. Well, are you? Yeah, I guess I am. Oh, man, I really blew up at her. Maybe I should just apologize, Yeah, huh? good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Do that, but, uh... Viper, listen to the, uh... This is the doctor of love over here, okay? <laughs> Apologize. Very good. Next thing you gotta do is you gotta show her that you have a sense of humor, okay? Now buy her, uh, like get her a silly gift or something to show her that you care, okay? Mm. That, my friend, is the very thing that women can't get enough of, okay? <laughs> That's the thing that women love, see? Wow. Honey, I'm sorry, I missed part of that. What's, what's the thing that women love and can't get enough of? <laughs> Yeah, right. Black, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Take it again. Longing for home. All right, now we're getting into the Smash Club. Here we go. Kimmy is still got that colorful black fat. It's very color. I, I like it, though. I, I love the colors. The teal, the red, the yellow, the white, that, you know, there are a lot of, like, like painted heart. It just, oh, she spent a lot of time, and it shows, because that is just, I would wear that over something. All right, here come Gia and Stephanie. Stephanie's idea of hot outfit, of course, is an overall, it's basically a overall, overall straight dress with a white shirt underneath. Gia is wearing a thin spaghetti strapped short dress with what looks like either stockings or fishnet stockings or what have you. I mean, they're both dressed tasteful for their age, especially Stephanie, definitely. Here we go. <laughs> Kimmy comes up to Stephanie says, will that be the hip or unhip section? Like how Kimmy, <laughs> she phrases, like, she, like, sizes up Stephanie's outfit and she says, unhip section. <laughs> Dang, girl. So Stephanie's like, oh, Kimmy, would you take my order? And Kimmy's like, yeah, sure, what do you, what would you like? And Stephanie says, another waitress. So, Michelle's got her sunflower dress on. She's also got a sunflower in her hair on her scrunchie. And she says, hey, can you guys order me a root beer? I'll be right back. Because she's carrying a bag. And 
Apparently, Stephanie wants to know what's in the bag because Michelle's been mum about it the whole way to the Smash Club. Yeah, and Stephanie just Michelle just shrugs her shoulders at Stephanie. So yeah, you'll see. So Jesse is wearing black jeans and a form-fitting black T-shirt. a black beret on his head and he's just throwing out some fake French bonsoir Becky <laughs> who's working the counter and she points and says I believe the Eiffel Tower is that way and, he, and Joey says I'm supposed to meet Yvette and Marie here have you seen anyone who looks French and Becky says no and that's including you Becky is wearing like a thick, glittery choker. Just like, ugh. So, Danny brings Claire. I like how he's got an arm slung around her shoulders. <laughs> like, they're really casual. And she's got an arm around, um, just under his arms. And Stephanie's like, oh, so what are you kids been up to today? And Danny says, oh, we went to uh, the bay to watch the, or the bridge to watch the fog roll in. And Stephanie, oh my gosh, she's like trying to pump the romance. Like, oh, that sounds romantic. Tell me more. And Danny's like, well, not really. After about 10 minutes, I couldn't even see Claire, who was standing next to me. And I like how Gia says through clenched teeth, they are so lame. And Stephanie also says, as long as they're lame together. Oh, here comes DJ, who hasn't even met Claire yet. She's like, oh, hi, I'm DJ, I'll be your waitress. And Danny says, hi, I'm Danny, I'll be your father. And it's like, eh, cute. And Danny says, and this is your father's friend, Claire. Claire, this is my eldest daughter, DJ. And of course, <laughs> she's like, yeah, uh, nice meeting you. Now I know why my dad smells so nice tonight. Uh, he, It's his own special blend of high karate and baby powder. He calls it, hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, bye, Dad. And she rolls her eyes and walks away. And he's like, he can't let it go. He's like, bye, baby. <laughs> Claire, Claire, she slides into the booth and says, Ah, oh, Danny, your kids are great. Like, Where's little Michelle? I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, she says, I can't wait to meet Michelle. And Danny's like, oh, she's here somewhere. It's like, girls, where did your little sister go? <laughs> Cappuccinos. <laughs> Is that all they serve? What, do they serve actual, like, food that you put in your mouth and eat and consume or is it just cappuccinos hey it's the old cappuccino machine flew in from someplace from uh italy or something i don't know i believe the eiffel tower is that way <laughs> I'm uh, supposed to meet Yvette and Marie here. Have you seen anyone who looks French? No, including you. Hi. Hey, Dad. So, where you guys been? Well, we went by the bridge to watch the fog rolling. Ooh, that sounds romantic. Not really. After about ten minutes, I couldn't even see Claire. <laughs> <laughs> they are so lame. As long as they're lame together. Hi, I'm DJ. I'll be your waitress. 
Oh, hi. I'm Danny. I'll be your father. <laughs> and this is your father's friend, Claire. This is my oldest daughter, DJ. Oh, hi. Nice hi. meeting you. My pleasure. Now I know why my dad smells so nice tonight. Mm. Oh, gee, thanks. It's my own special blend of cologne. I combine high karate with baby powder. I call it, hi, baby. <laughs> Bye, Dad. Bye, baby. Oh, Danny, your kids are great. Can't wait to meet Michelle. You know what? She's here somewhere. While I go look for her, I'll rustle us up a couple cappuccinos. Okay. Um, here's something I don't think was supposed to be on camera because, um... <laughs> right after Viper says hi, we see what looks like two women from the wardrobe department like buttoning an extra shirt oh actually no it's, it's just one woman buttoning an extra shirt and i'm just like i don't think that was supposed to be on camera maybe like she noticed something oh let me quickly oh she didn't realize they were filming or something like sally get out of the shot we're filming right now oh it's in never mind Oh, it is two ladies buttoning and straightening his shirt. So it's a an older lady and, and a, a woman of color. They're, one's buttoning the shirt and one's, like, I guess, smoothing the shirt out on the extra. And I'm like, I don't think that was... I seriously don't think that was meant to be picked up while they were filming. Okay, here's a... I, I really don't like this. This is definitely going to be worst outfit of the episode. Along with Becky's brown on brown um overall and uh brown sh whatever it's, it's what viper is wearing is like a orange tangerine orange crushed velvet shirt so he says oh i got something for you and she oh you didn't have to do that and he's like well you know maybe i was a little oversensitive i'm like oh, a little oversensitive try a lot he got her a red shirt with black lettering that says, I'm with stupid, and it's an arrow pointing to whoever's. It, it's the same thing with the, um, back in sixth grade, I had ordered the, you know, from the Scholastic book orders that you would get. They had the Dumb and Dumber book, and both of them, I think it may even be part of a movie that says, I'm with stupid, and they are both wearing the same shirt with the arrow pointing to each other. There's no arrow, it just says, I'm with stupid. I'm thinking, I wouldn't wear that out in public. That would be a, I'm staying in, it's a night shirt, or it's a... I'm cleaning the house, it's, an, it's a cleaning shirt, so if I get it dirty, it's not a big deal. That's basically a throwaway shirt that you use when <laughs> you you don't want to be seen wearing it out where people can see. And he is just so hoping that she will love this shirt. Like, she'll love this gesture. And she's looking at it, criticizing it, of course, like, trying to, like, what the bad thing was, like, why he would get this. And she's like, I, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. She asks, that's how you feel? And I'm like, is this shirt for supposed, to, supposed to be for me? Or is this for you? <laughs> what is this? He says, see? Yeah, I'm totally secure. And she says, <laughs> I'm happy. See, I think she's second guessing getting into any form of a relationship with this guy. Like, 
Steve had better sense than this. Sure, this is the same guy that, like, blew this fake surprise birthday party on Kimmy in front of her. But he wouldn't go out and buy an I'm With Stupid t-shirt for DJ. And he, he's like, don't you think it's funny? I'm like, I'd be like, no, I, I don't. This is the time before self-checkout. <laughs> so he takes his shirt. This shirt looks like it costs like 99 cents. <laughs> Imagine he goes up to the, okay, oh, I better get a couple other things so that way it's not any less awkward at the register. Pack of gum. Oh, I'll get uh, playing cards. And you make it all up. And I'm sure that the checkout person is like someone who's like just like looking at the shirt, looking at Viper, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just paid to ring you up. <laughs> yeah, and, and DJ is just like, he's like, gosh, you gotta analyze everything to death? No. She's like, what's the funny part? That you're stupid or I'm dating someone stupid? And he's like, all of it. Do you have to analyze everything to death? And she's just like, that shirt's not funny. It's like, I am on the clock. I'm going to walk away and go find some customers to, uh, <laughs> yeah, bye. I'm like, um, there's a trash can over there. Throw that shirt in there. Thank you. Because I'm not going out in public. Um, I'm going to act like I don't even really know you while you're holding that shirt. I don't want to be associated with that. Bye! And he, as soon as she turns away and starts walking away, he's like, ugh, why do I bother? I'm like, you want to get her? I mean, I would have gotten her a golden retriever puppy t-shirt with a little doing the little puppy please forgive me with a big old puppy eyes that would be sweet i mean, I mean uncle jesse jesse must not know his niece dj at all if he thinks oh get her something that she'll laugh at i mean and to know dj's sense of humor you have to know dj he doesn't really know her all he knows is making out with her face this is the first thing in the episode them reading that paper is the first thing they've ever done together outside of kissing. I got some. Hi. Hi. Um, come here. I got something for you. You didn't have to do that. Well, maybe I was a little oversensitive. So, I got something to show you how I really feel. <laughs> Yeah. See, uh, I'm totally secure. I'm happy for you. Don't you think it's funny? Mm. What's the funny part? <laughs> that you're stupid or that I'm dating someone stupid? All of it. Do you have to analyze everything to death? That shirt's not funny. Why do I bother? So, Joey's sitting there with his beret and his wild mane of hair, waiting for Yvette. Here comes Yvette, walking in, and she says some print, and then she says Joey, and then something about Marie, and Joey just assumes it's this tall, blonde, model-esque woman walking in just after Yvette is Marie. 
He says, ooh la la. And um, I can tell you right now, the look that Yvette is giving Joey is like, what? Well, she probably has something like, oh, I think my Marie can come too or something. And he's like, yeah, but the more Marie, of course, the more the merrier, thinking he's going to get together with two ladies. So this guy comes in, his name is Jacques. So he shakes, Joey shakes his hand, like, nice to meet you, Jacques. And he says, oh, if you'll excuse me, I had to go meet Marie. And Yvette is giving him the most confused look. And Kimmy luckily comes in to save the day. She's like, uh, you're talking to him. Marie means husband in French. Okay, I need to look this up right now. So, Marie, M-A-R-I, not M-A-R-I-E. <laughs> That's what he is, what he's thinking. And Kimmy says, even I know that, and I got a D in French. And even, <laughs> even spells it out, like, me, Marie, husband, as she's gesturing to the guy standing next to her. He tries to play, play it off like he knew all along. So he's like, okay, surprise. <laughs> Would you like to sit down? <laughs> it's like la bummed. Oh, the children, of course. Back when people carried pictures of children and their children in their wallets. And Joey's looking at them like, wow, you sure you <laughs> you sure all have been busy. You've been busy. I don't think every single one of those pictures is of more than one kid. I really don't think so. guitar riff that comes in with the interlude of Bad to the Bone. Just the instrumental, no lyrics or anything like that. She comes in wearing a black leather jacket with, you know, zippers and buttons. And then she's got a red shirt. She's got some fake metal jewelry. She's got her hair kind of pulled back on one side. I don't know. I mean, no way did she do that herself. Somebody had to help her. So wearing jeans. She's showing a smidge of mid tum tum. Uh, she's got fake earrings in. Someone really uh, they want. <laughs> yeah. She's she's trying to go for the tough girl image. A look of <laughs> Claire looks nervous. <laughs> she's like looking at this girl, and Michelle's wearing like triangle class. Uh, triangle earring, she's got lipstick on, she's got mascara on. I don't know who did her up like that, but dang. Look, both Stephanie and Gia are like, what even is this? Oh, 
<laughs> she, I, she puts her hand on the table, looks right at Claire, and Michelle says, so you must be the babe that's hitting on my old man. Like, who do you think you are? Where did she get this attitude from exactly? Has she been watching like some 1950s greaser films? Like she's trying to pull a, like a Kanicki mixed with Rizzo from Grease or something. She, Claire can't believe, like, is Danny, of course, has told her about Michelle. This is not the Michelle she was expecting to show up. Michelle even asks, gotta smoke? Oh my, girl, Claire, sweetie, why are you apologizing to this nine-year-old girl? She's like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I quit. I'm like, she's like, like, I don't have a cigarette on me. <laughs> my daughter used to steal them. That's probably why she quit, was <laughs> so her daughter wouldn't get any, have any uh, access to cigarettes. Like, if I quit, she'll, Gia will, will stop smoking. And Michelle says, too bad, I'm trying to start. Like, dang, girly. She is just too much. This is the level of Michelle I don't think anyone was ready for. Honestly, it makes me think now that she went to 2023 and saw how the teenagers act nowadays. Not all, but some. Came back to 1994, and this is the attitude. By the way, Miss Mahan, this is what your granddaughter's going to be like. No, she's not. Rocky's tough, but she's a sweetheart. She's everything that Gia could have been had Gia tried hard enough or wanted to be. Yeah. And she's like, where's Pops? And Stephanie finally speaks up and says, Pops? went to go get some cappuccinos. And Stephanie asks, where were you, Madonna's garage sale? I'd be like, <clears throat> um, <laughs> you know that dad is going to have a fit, a schwitz fit, when he sees you. So you might want to take your little fanny back to the where have you gotten dressed and all that and change into your sunflower dress because he is going to, yeah, like, this is what you had in that bag, girl? And it finally hits Claire, like, you're Danny's little Michelle? I don't think she just probably thought this was some random girl just walk, walked up to her. Like, you're Danny's little Michelle? I'm like, no, 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 honey. No, this is not his Michelle. This is, I don't know what this is, but this ain't her. And Michelle, we have never seen her with this much attitude. She's like, who are you expecting, little Miss Muffet? I'm surprised she didn't say, even though both shows are on different networks. Who are you expecting, Punky Brewster? Or something, the Lana Fact or something. Even though Punky Brewster, at this point, had been off the air for probably at least a good five years. Or who are you expecting, Marsha Brady? <laughs> Cindy Brady. <laughs> She's just downright rude. If I were Stephanie, I want to, like, grab. And Kenny's over there just. Uh, Andrea's waiting for her cue to come over. Because she's kind of watching this. And I. Yeah, Michelle's like, 
move it or lose it. Like, and you just see Claire, like, scooch over. As much as a person can scooch on a vinyl, um, booth. Because she's wearing a dress, and you know, I mean, that's really no different than... If you're wearing shorts and you get into, like, say you have leather seats and it's a hot, like, July day and your car's been sitting in the sun and you're just, like, trying to, like, <laughs> move without taking the skin off the back of your legs along with you. He just rolls her eye, like, oh, this kid. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> in the back of her head, she's like, I'm really considering dating this guy. I can't. And I like, I thought my daughter was bad. Dang. <laughs> my God. The, <laughs> the glare. She's, no, it's not a glare necessarily from Kimmy. It's a, she squints her eyes like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Like, she's got this confused, like, oh, who's that? <laughs> Is my root beer here yet? I like to suck back for before all the foam's gone. Oh, I mean, that is true. Claire got there right after an order was placed. I'm surprised she didn't, like, oh, can I have, like, a Diet Coke or something like that? Yeah, she looks at, Kimmy looks at Michelle and is like, hey, kid, what, what happened to you? You look great! And she slaps her on the shoulder. <laughs> trying to scrutinize like who is that kid in the leather jacket sitting next to Claire like that ain't my kid and then upon closer inspection he realizes it is his child <laughs> Danny's just been what hanging out talking to Becky and sucking down a cappuccino I thought he was ordering another like a couple cappuccinos like he was getting oh that's what he was getting something for Claire he must have forgot really uh Where's my cappuccino? Didn't you say you are going to order me one? With all that she's had to put up with in like five minutes. I'm like, I need that cappuccino. So Danny, yeah, he comes over and he gets a real good look at Michelle. Right before that, he comes over. She like lets out this loud belt. You're like, girl. Oh, you know, oh, you know, Jesse would have, if they would have witnessed that, or even Becky, just that behavior. It's like, mm, get yourself cleaned up now and take those, you change your clothes. You're going to wish you were grounded for life. <laughs> yeah. 
Danny is, the way he is kind of looking at Michelle right now, it's like he's trying to figure out why she's dressed like this. And he looks at her and he's like, Michelle? Like, he's confused, but also irritated. She says, so, Pops, what have you been telling Blondie about me? This was poor Clinton. My heart goes off to this woman. She is, she just came up with Danny to just hang out. And was a little band and, you know, chat with Stephanie and Gia. And now she's got to contend with this little Hell's Angel munchkin. Oh, Danny is, oh, he's getting there. He is getting there. He says, he, as he, he crosses his arms, he says, first of all, Michelle, it's not Halloween. You're not an MTV DJ. MTV VJ. So tell me what's going on. And Michelle is like, hey, I'm just being myself. And she turns to Claire and says, bad to the bone. And Danny says, Michelle, I've seen your x-rays. You don't have a bad bone in your body. I would have yanked her out of that booth. Yeah. And he says, I want you. Yeah. He says, out of the booth right now. I want you out of these clothes and get all that makeup off your face. And he says, I want you to come back here and we're going to talk about this. And she gets an attitude with him. She says, maybe we will, maybe we won't. And the look that Danny levels her with. Girl, you want to try me right now? Just keep pushing. She <laughs> realizes, like, she is one step too far. Uh, maybe we will. And he's like, mm, go now. Away when she, after she says that and the audience goes, "Ooh, like <laughs> girl, you cross a line." And Danny just looks at him, like I counted three, and your butt better be heading to get changed. I'm sure he apologized. I'm surprised that Stephanie didn't apologize for Michelle's behavior, which it's not their place to have to apologize. That is Michelle. It's like. You need to, when you come back, you better be ready to give this woman an apology because your behavior is completely and utterly out of line and unacceptable. I know we raised you better than that. Not to mention, that's her first time meeting Claire. Although, how great, you know, Danny, you know he talked of all of his girls, especially adorable little Michelle. She's, like, she's the sweetest little angel you will ever meet. Michelle, it isn't Halloween. Second, you're not an MTV VJ, so tell me what's going on. Hey, just be myself. Bad to the bone. Michelle, I've seen your x-rays. You don't have a bad bone in your body. Out of the Look, I want you out of these clothes, changed right now, and I want all that makeup off your face, then I want you to come back here and we're going to talk about this. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Maybe we will. So, Jesse sees that Viper is just been crushed because DJ didn't like his I'm with stupid t-shirt silly gift. It's like, Viper, why are you in the back getting ready with the band? We're going on in like 10 minutes. He's like, buddy, this is make it or break it time. If you don't, if you're not back there, I'm cutting you. So, get back there or you're out of a job, basically. 
He says, I'm sorry, Jess, I'm, I'm, I'm too depressed to play. I'm like, well, then suck it up and put it into your music, buddy, because well, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to be performing. I need you. I, I wrote the song with your vocals in mind. So get, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, now he's like, I gave DJ that goofy gift like you told me to, and, and she hated it. I'm like, don't you know your niece at all? Why didn't you warn me about this? Like, you're young. You, you, you bounce back. You got good hair. Come on. And Viper's like, I'm sorry, Jesse. I just, I can't play when I feel like this. You know how many people probably feel like garbage or probably sick, but they go on anyway. Or if they're upset about something or, or they put that energy Whatever they're feeling, they put it into their music. You seen towards the end of the Bamba when he was really, really sick and he went out on stage and he played and then he came back and called his brother and said, I really need you right now, man. I'm really not feeling good. And then sadly, we all know Richie Valens perished in a plane crash with Buddy Holly and um, the Big Bopper and everything. But even still... He played sick. Some people even throw up and then they get on stage and they play. They play. Playing through it. And I'm not a musician. So I don't really know. I'm just, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, unless it's really, really bad, you just, you cannot. That's one thing. But sometimes people will play through. Viper, you know what? I will be your therapist after we get off stage and we're done with tonight, okay? I will listen to you rant and rave and cry on my shoulder, but we gotta get through this. Well, Jesse is kind of making, he's guilting him. He's like, you can't play when you feel like this? Viper, does the idea that my career is on the, your career? Your career, Jesse. I, I feel that the Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets band is a step down from what he's done with the Rippers. It's like he's trying to salvage whatever he can. And it's all about, you know, before it's like showing up the Rippers and proving they don't need them because they have the Monkey Puppets. No. No. If that's the case, and you're in this band for the wrong, and you created it for the wrong reasons. Does this have no effect on you, like, my career is not your career. Car it's a hobby. It's a hobby. You want to hook your career? Smash Club ownership and radio show. Those are your careers. This is a hobby. And Viper's like, yeah, I know. And that's what makes it sit hurt even worse. Like, because you're making me feel guilty. Oh, Jesse, all right. Stay here for a minute. Let me go grab DJ and we can hopefully sort this out. And Danny, just Danny. Oh, there's a lava lamp over there. Oh, that's cute. What? Is that a real person or is that a mannequin? That looks like, uh, what's his face from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that's a, that's a mannequin with a tie-dye shirt and a, uh, a jean jacket, John Lennon glasses, and a bandana. And she's like, Uncle Jesse, I don't know what to say to him. We're just too different. And Jesse's like, have you ever heard of Opposites Attract? I'd be like, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't bring up, you know, himself and Becky. We are, like, completely, utterly opposite, yet we make it work. 
Yeah, there we go. Boom. He brings up Becky and him. Yeah, he says, in some ways, we couldn't even be more different. We couldn't be more different. He's like, we're constantly having fights about television. You know, sports or Melrose. Jesse, he does not give the impression that he is into He doesn't even know how to play basketball in season eight, but he knew how to in season one. He played hockey in season five for a charity thing, yet in season six, he couldn't even commentate on a game. Couldn't tell a stick from a puck. Oh, oh, okay. No, I thought Becky was in the Merrill's place. No, Becky is into the sports because, you know, she grew up with a bunch of brothers. Jesse's into Melrose. I never watched Melrose. I watched a little here and there of Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, again, when you don't have cable, I watched a lot of Fox, which meant a lot of Fox shows that didn't last very long. He's like, he, he's telling her, like, Deej, please, just go talk to him, okay? I need him on stage. This doesn't work without him. Imagine him trying to sing this song with Mongo. I don't think that would work. It's like, yeah, he basically drags DJ over, like, talk, talk. I'm not hearing any talking. Let's go. He even, like, like, hey, he's trying to be supportive of the relationship. Like, you guys have something special here. He describes the relationship as, like, a flower. It needs water to grow. And also, it needs care for it to grow. And he says, you know, fighting is like a hailstorm, though. Pound your flower down, down flower, down flower. But with love and understanding, your flower can grow. This is an interesting metaphor for a, f a flower in a relationship. That's great. Weather represents the turmoil. Well, this, it can stretch its petals and grow and touch the sun with its petals or something to that effect. Jesse's like, okay, come on, guys. Can you, can you, what do you say? Can you kiss and make up? Can we, come on. We got like five, if we got two minutes and we're on stage. So let's wrap this up. And Viper apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry. I acted like a jerk. He opens his arm and says, come here, my little flower. And she says, let's not have another hailstorm. She's like, yes, they bought it. All right. So, okay. He's like, okay. Cause he's breaking up their kissing. Like, okay. You back to work out of the garden. Come on. You on stage. Thank you. What are you doing? Why aren't you backstage getting ready? We're on in 10 minutes. Well, let's just make it or break it time, pal. I'm sorry, Jess. I'm too depressed to play. I gave DJ a goofy gift like you told me, and she hated it. You're young. you got good hair. You'll bounce back. Come on. I'm sorry, Jess. I just can't play when I feel like this. You just can't play when you feel like... Does the fact that my career is on the line, that has no effect on you? Yeah, I feel really bad about that. And that makes it hurt even worse. <laughs> DJ, please. Come here. I need you to talk to Fight. I don't know what to say. We're just too different. Haven't you ever heard of opposites attract? I mean, take a look at your Aunt Becky and me. I mean, you know, in some ways, we couldn't be more different, you know? I mean, we, we're constantly having these fights about television, right? Over sports or Melrose Place. And once in a while, I have to just give in and watch a football game with her. Now, come on, go talk to him, please. I need him on stage. Just, just talk. There you go. That's good. Talk with I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing talking. Guys, you have something very special here. See, a relationship is like a... Well, it's like a little flower, if you will. It needs water. It needs care in order for it to grow. But fighting is like a, it's like a hailstorm that kind of, that kind of pounds your flower down, down flower, down flower. But with love and understanding, your flower can grow. 
It could stand tall and stretch its petals and kiss the sun. <laughs> so what do you guys say? Can you kiss and make up? I'm sorry. I acted like a jerk. Come here, my little flower. Let's not have another hailstorm. Oh, uh, yeah. They bought it. So now we go over to, there's so many little plots here between Michelle and Stephanie and Gia. Then you also have DJ and Viper and you have Joey and Yvette and her husband Jacques and and Jesse. There's like literally four plots going on right now. Joey is, of course, looking at their wallet while Yvette and Jacques make out in the booth right near Joey. And he's like, oh, you guys keep this up, you're gonna need another wallet. It's like, Joey's like the third wheel of a couple's marriage there. Like, I, see, this is where you would have excused yourself and you would have just moved on and just hung out with Danny, Claire, and the girls. Why are you subjecting yourself to this, Joey? a question um why is joey announcing them when he's sitting there looking through the baby pictures of yvette and jacques i don't how how is he just now i don't get it yeah i mean that's dave coulier unless he's like pretending to be an announcer that's separate from joey which i doubt i can't <laughs> okay um so Jesse is wearing like a purplish, it's like periwinkle almost color, uh, long sleeve jacket over his black t-shirt. We cut to Becky again with that giant cloth choker with the glitter or whatever it is. We see a boy, a toe-headed boy, a blonde-haired boy in a red shirt right in front of her. He has got the most serious face and he is just like, laughing like he's getting like his five seconds of fame because he's not getting paid because he doesn't have a speaking role you guys keep this up you're gonna need a bigger wallet <laughs> ladies and gentlemen hot daddy and the monkey puppets <laughs>
So, Michelle's now dressed back in her sunflower dress with a matching sunflower barrette in her hair. And she hops up on the stool next to Danny at the counter. And he's like, alright, Michelle, do you want to tell me what that rebel without a hall pass was all about? And Michelle says, I don't want you to marry Claire. And Danny is like, wait, what? What now? I just went out on one date with her, sweetie. <laughs> We're not getting married. Yeah. He asked, oh, who told you I was going to marry Claire? And here comes Stephanie and Gia, as Michelle points, they did. And Danny's like, girls, come here for a second. Did you tell Michelle that I was going to marry Claire? Although, no, the way that Gia, Dan, Danny says, like, girls, <laughs> did you tell Michelle that I was going to marry Claire? Because he, he says the line with a little bit of laughter in his voice. And Stephanie says, no, not really. We just thought it'd be cool if you did. And Michelle says, well, I don't think it's cool. And Michelle says, you'll have Claire, Steph and Gia will have each other, and I'll be all alone. She says, I'm out in the cold. And Danny says, you know, reassuringly touching her cheeks, saying, honey, nobody's going to leave you out in the cold. And Michelle says, they already did. Yeah, she just felt so left out. It's like, this is her big sister who she shares a room with. And it's like, yeah. I think that it's like, it's cool if you want to have a friend over and whatnot, but the moment they start talking down to your sibling, don't, don't stand for that. Come on, guys. You, that's you, you don't do that. One thing for you to do something like that, because it's like a sibling thing, but the moment that your friend does it, like, no, you need to step in and say, hey, you need to back off. You are a guest in my house. You don't speak to my sibling that way. And Stephanie says, Gia, I'll uh, meet you back at the table. And Gia doesn't say, oh, I'm sorry, Michelle, for saying, you know, I shouldn't have. She doesn't, no, she doesn't apologize. And Stephanie goes over to Michelle and says, Michelle, I'm, I'm sorry. And she says, I'm, I'm sorry, I guess I have been kind of ignoring you lately. And she does explain to Michelle, it's like, I thought it would be cool to have Gia for a sister, but I would never think it's uncool for, uncool to have you for a sister. It's like. You guys go back a long time. You and Gia literally just met like half a season ago. And you and Gia, I mean, Steph and Gia got... <laughs> they had Mickey in common. That's what they had. And then Mickey went bye-bye. But Michelle and Stephanie, they're hardcore family. They got, I mean, they got memories and things that Steph could never ever share with Gia and have that type of relationship. Yeah, it, it just, this is similar to when DJ was trying to convince Kimmy, like, there's stuff with you I could do with you that I could never do with Steve. And Stephanie does the same thing here with Michelle, saying, there's stuff I could do with you, Michelle, that I could never do with Gia. And <laughs> like how Michelle's like, like what? And Stephanie's like, beating you at knock hockey a hundred times in a row. And Michelle says, I'm going to beat you one of these days. And Michelle, <laughs> Stephanie says, yeah, right. Name the time and the place. And Michelle says, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, our living room. This has got to be a Friday night because she must be talking about Saturday. Because <laughs> otherwise they'd both be in school. Stephanie says, I know right where that is. And Michelle asks, so, so I guess we're still still sisters, huh? They hug. Aww. Stephanie gives her a kiss on the cheek. Okay, sweetie. Um, <laughs> enough with the marrying Claire. Because she's like, Dad, if you want to marry Claire, it's okay with me now. 
But to be very clear, you can. And Danny says, Michelle, listen to me, honey. It's our second date. <laughs> I, I get it, things move fast, but they don't move that fast. <laughs> and he says, look, if I do prom plan to marry someone someday, I promise you no one's coming into this family unless they love us and unless we love them and they love all of us. It's like, yeah, you marry Danny, you are marrying into that entire household. Basically, yeah, it is. It's a package deal. You marry Danny, you get everyone else. You get Jesse, Becky, and the twins. You get Joey, you get Comet, you get the three girls. You get Kimmy. She's kind of a package deal because she's right next door. Yeah. And they hug. Aww. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> You want to tell me what that rebel without a hall pass act was all about? I don't want you to marry Claire. Who told you I was going to marry Claire? They did. Girls? Yeah, Did you tell Michelle I was going to marry Claire? No, not really. We just thought it would be cool if you did. Well, I don't think it's cool. We'll have Claire. Stephanie and Gia have each other. I'm out in the cold. Sweetheart, nobody's going to leave you out in the cold. They already did. Uh, Jeff, I'll meet you back at the table. Okay. Michelle, I'm sorry. I guess I have been kind of ignoring you. I mean, I did think it would be cool to have Gia as a sister, but I didn't think it would be uncool to have you as a sister. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's stuff I can do with you that I can never do with Gia. Like what? Like beating you at knockoff a hundred times in a row. Hey, I'm going to beat you one of these days. Yeah, right. Name the time and the place. Tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, I live in I know right where that is. I'll be there. So I guess we're still sisters, huh? Dad, if you want to marry Claire, you can. Michelle, it's our second date. If I ever decide to marry Claire or anybody else, I promise you, nobody's coming into this family unless we love them. So Jesse's on stage is like, all right, break's over. How's everyone doing tonight? And they all like woot and clap. He's like, oh, I guess I'm back. Oh, the song I will take you there. This is a cute. I what this has been in a movie, probably more than one movie. I've heard this song. Oh yeah, I, I'm not gonna tell you what the movie I remember because it is definitely not a family-friendly movie. So, Claire's with the girls as they're watching uh, Jesse and Viber and the band play. Claire goes over there and he, she looks at Michelle like, now this is the Michelle that I was expecting. I like Michelle's go. She goes, yeah, I clean up nice. <laughs> and Claire says, it's nice to meet the real you. You know, if anyone walked in that didn't know them and then and saw Danny and Michelle and Claire, they probably would assume that Claire is their mother, or is Michelle's mother, because they both have blonde hair. So she's like, oh, can I sit down? And Michelle says, nope. And Danny's like, Michelle, that's rude. And of course, Michelle's like, well, if she sits down, how can you ask her to dance? How can she dance with you if she's sitting down? And he's like, oh, oh I see. Yep, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> I love this so cute. Uh, Stephanie and Michelle dancing together. It's so cute. Thank you there. 
shell I was expecting. Yeah, I clean up nice. It's nice to meet the real you. Can I, uh, sit down? Nope. Michelle, that's rude. Well, how can she dance with you if she's sitting down? Oh, you see, I, oh, I see what you're getting at. Very wise. Shall we? <clears throat> Becky and DJ are in the background. I think there's Kimmy over there and her dancing as well. So yeah, that is pretty much the episode. I thought this was cute re-watching it. And yes, that is the episode in the Sisters double feature. That is the last episode in the Sisters double feature that I will ever do for Full House. Because I've run out of them. <laughs> So, let's see here. Worst outfit. I gotta go with the crushed velvet t -sh uh, shirt that Viper was wearing. And then runner-up is Becky's poo brown overalls with the brown shirt. <laughs> Best outfit. I think, honestly, I want to go with, I really like Michelle's sunflower dress with the matching sunflower barrette in the back that was really really cute i would say um run well runner up would have to be michelle's it's like it's kind of like a, a blue whitish plaid uh sleeveless like zip up vest looking thing that she had like in the beginning of the episode that i really thought was cute so michelle gets Best outfit and runner-up best outfit for this episode. Tanner Teachable moment. Just what I was saying earlier. Um, with the whole DJ and Viper thing. With the reading speed and whatnot. Just don't assume that somebody's... Just because they're not reading as fast as you, that they're slow or something. Like, no, that's not the case. Everyone's got their own speed of reading. Uh, as far as Mich since the episode is mainly like, like Michelle and Stephanie and Michelle feeling left out. Just as I I've been saying throughout the episode in regards to it's one thing for you to mess around you and do that with a sibling and joke and whatnot. But if a, someone outside of the family does it, it's like, you stick up for your family, okay? You don't let them, especially if they're a guest in your, it's like, you need to remind them who they are and where they're at. Like, you are a guest. You don't speak to my family members that way. Just, I don't, I just, I don't like you. never have liked you. Nothing on this earth can make me like that girl at all. In Full House or Full Fuller House, she's a hundred thousand times worse. How such a sweet, tough, you know, sweet girl like Rocky ever? It just. But I'm. I like that Rocky isn't influenced by that kind of behavior. I mean, I would have been fine if we had just gotten that one episode with Gia in season one, and boom, we're done. Why she had to marry Matt? I don't understand. Just, just to keep the actress in the show? Come on now. Nah. 
And Joey in this whole thing, it's like, there, there's no helping him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, um, yeah, I'm so, the fact that he crashed into it, like, dude, you've been on rollerblades, you're on, you've been on ice skates and hockey, you should know how to control yourself on that type of footwear. Give me, I mean, I would think it'd be just as hard to try to stop on hockey blades than it would be on rollerblades, but however... He's lucky that the husband didn't, like, what, what, you know, had, hadn't been there. Because he probably would have been pounding on Joe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of August. And I will be back in September with the Best Friends series, Season 2's Pal Joey. Then moving on to Season 3's Dr. Dare Rides Again. And then finally season four is good news, bad news. Bye-bye, everyone.